Hi, it's Macy Blackwell, and welcome to episode five of the podcast. Um, So I am in my closet, as usual, for when I record this. It's just the best spot in the house. The kids can't find me in here, and it's quiet. So today, I want to talk about the end sale and just any tips I have for it, just some of my personal experience, and also I'm going to be answering some questions that you guys gave me over on Instagram. So as of right now, the in-sale has opened up, which is Nordstrom's anniversary sale. The in-sale's opened up for quote-unquote icons and ambassadors. Um, So that means I think you got to spend like 10k or something crazy in a calendar year at Nordstrom. Um, And then tomorrow is Um, like influencer, which kind of means nothing because it's just anyone who has a Nordstrom card. And then public access is going to be on July 28th. Um, So let's get started. So I'm going to share some great things about the sale and some not great things about the sale and just my experience with it overall. So um, let me just, if you don't know what the end sale is, it's Nordstrom's anniversary sale and it happens like this time every year. And the whole point of it is kind of like, we're going to stock up on new fall arrivals at a lower price, um, just kind of like still at the end of the summer. So it is a really fun sale. Like I enjoy it. It's the same kind of um, feeling you get on Black Friday. Like it's fun for me to set my alarm for 3am and, you know, try to get the stuff real quick before, you know, it sells out. So it is a fun sale. And let me say I did get a Nordstrom card because of the sale like five years ago. And I've been happy with my Nordstrom card. Like I really don't like you don't get crazy rewards from it. Like every once in a while, like they'll send you like a $20, like Nordstrom note it's called. And it's like a gift card. Um, but you know, it's other than that, like I, we get, do get a shop the sale early if you have the card. So I just double checked to make sure I was right on the statuses. And so like the icon status is $15,000 at Nordstrom in just like a calendar year. And then the ambassador status is, what is it? 5,000 maybe. So I'm just like plain card holder. I don't spend that much at Nordstrom. I basically shop at Nordstrom during the sale and then um, on Black Friday or if I'm getting people gifts, I you can count on Nordstrom for good quality. And um, I do love their free shipping and free return. So no matter how small of an order you have, the shipping's always free and the returns are also free and it, it it they do have good customer service. So I've been happy with that. Like anytime I've received an item that wasn't um like something that might have been wrong with it or I wore it once and I got a little hole in it, like they completely just replaced it, didn't even have to send back the old one. Like they do have amazing customer service. So now I guess I'll kind of like get to like just kind of the cautionary tales of just be careful when you're shopping Um, because I've shopped the sale probably like for six years now and there's, you know, I think we all kind of see the same thing and by the end of it we are like so sick of seeing the content of it. Like it is kind of shoved down our throats and for me as like someone who does content creation, I also feel the pressure to, like, shove the incel down everyone's throats, but at the end of the day, like, I want people to trust my opinions, and I'm not going to share something if I don't like it, and if I don't think it's a good buy. So, my, like, rule of thumb when I, like, share anything online is if I wouldn't tell my own mother to buy it, then I'm not going to share it to anyone on social media. So... I've had, I have had horror stories. Um, I think last year, 
I and like for me, like as a smaller blogger, I in the past I had relied on you know mega influencers for me to shop the sale since they have access to everything early. So I would see you know certain bloggers try on boots and just be like, oh, these are just, you know, the must-have boots. Like, these are going to be on repeat all year long. You know, like, all of those phrases we hear. And, like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to get them. Like, and hopefully I love them. And if I love them, then I can share them with, you know, my friends online. Well, like, you know, I buy the boots based off of these, like, gushing over how great everything is. And they're just awful. Like, and I don't even have a super wide foot or anything, but I cannot squeeze my foot into the shoe or take a step. And they were awful. Like I was so mad. I was like, I don't care what kind of tiny, tiny, tiny foot this person has. There's no way these are comfortable. So send them back. And sure enough, I go look at the reviews and they have like a one star out of five. And so obviously everyone who had them hated them, but I'm just like, if they're not that comfortable, then, like, I just wish people would just be like, hey, like, this is a better option, instead of saying all of them are great, because there is just no way, like, all 50 pairs of the shoes are that awesome, but, you know, you do see the same ones every time, so that gets kind of frustrating, so just be cautious of that. I'm sure there are a lot of people you can trust their opinions, but then a lot of people out there, unfortunately, do just, um, kind of just show you everything the sale has to offer and will only say good things about those items, which, and I know you can return them, but that kind of creates like a big waste of time for the buyer. So as I learned, I don't like, I basically trust no one's opinion anymore, sadly enough. And then also, I'm sure we've all noticed this, but you know how like everyone leaves with like 80 bags and you will never see these people wear those things again, which is so upsetting. And I didn't realize that at first, like my first couple years shopping the sale, like when people would be like, you know, this is just a staple and I'll wear these all year long. And I was like, but then you'll never see, you know, like that graphic tee, like again, like once it sells out of the sale, no one will show it anymore. So, you know, keep that in mind when you are watching people's, you know, stories and reading the blog posts and all the try-ons and everything like that. Like, make sure you're shopping for you and not just because you think, oh, well, if that person's going to wear it, you know, on repeat all year long, I want to wear it too. Because more than likely, they're going to end up just kind of like donating it or selling it at one of their closet sales. Also, the same with, like, you know, outlet stores or um, factory stores. Like, I think some stuff is, you know, produced just for the Nordstrom sale itself. Um, So some of the things they do sell year-round at Nordstrom, like, you know, the Spanx faux leather leggings, like, those those are great. Finally bought them after the fourth year and love them. And um, those will be, those will go up to 99 and stay 99 pretty much all year. And I think they go, like, in the 60s on sale during the end sale. So, like, those are a good deal. But some of, like, you know, the, the t-shirts and, like, the super cheap items that you see, a lot of those are, like, not the best quality And they're just made for the sale. And those are probably pieces that you should avoid. So I love that Nordstrom has like the reviews section of each item because that's how I kind of decide whether that's something I want to buy of the end sale or not. Um, So if I see that it has no reviews, it's a brand new item 
and it just came out for the end sale, I'm going to be a little bit more skeptical than if I see that that item has like, you know, a thousand five-star reviews from people who are not bloggers. Like just, you know, the average customer just getting on there and writing what they think. I love reading those reviews because I feel like those are kind of trustworthy. So when I'm shopping the sale, I kind of make sure that that item is an item that Nordstrom does carry year-round, and I see that like people um, consistently like that item. I'll talk about the shoes for a second. Um, so... The, like, I know, like, we kind of get the shoes and the boots, like, pushed really hard at us, but, like, and I have to remind myself this, too, because I kind of get caught up in the, like, oh, my gosh, I need these boots. All the boots are so stinking expensive. Like, I think they, they're they $100 and up for the boots, and let me just tell you that I know they haven't been released yet, so it's tempting to buy the Nordstrom months, but Target has the best boots every year, and they are, like, all under $40. Like during the winter, I stock up on Target boots because they are comfortable, they are good quality, and they are affordable. So like really no boo is worth hundreds of dollars because things anymore go in and out of style so quick. Boot like super expensive boots aren't really like a great investment because you're gonna yeah you might wear them like a couple seasons but then there's gonna be you know the new booty style that you have to have so you know also keep that in mind like if you're not trying to like spend like a fat stack on the sale maybe like kind of save and we don't need to wear boots yet anyway guys it's like steaming hot outside so if you're not sure about the price of a boot, just know there will be more boots coming out from other stores at much more affordable prices and when the time is right to wear boots. So, you know, if they're, unless there's something you like can't live without, it's okay to pass on some of these boots. I will say though, the sneakers are usually a good buy. So I love the Adidas Swift runs. I usually get a new pair of those every year. And I did want to get the like Adidas is like Ultra Boost or something. I saw that they had a really pretty like natural beige tan color. Those are a little bit more expensive, but everyone says they're good and they do have good reviews. So I might try to get those this year if they're not already <laughs> sold out. We shall see. But um, I think it's a good time to get sneakers that they already sell year round. Um, and sneakers you can wear year-round, so you're going to get a lot more wear out of them than you are, you know, like one pair of, like, heels or heeled boots. Um, I wish someone just one time would just go in that store and tell me all the stuff that's freaking ugly and all the stuff that you shouldn't buy. Because I swear if someone went in there and they're like, actually, this, like, jean jacket that's cinched in the back is freaking hideous... I would honestly trust them so much, you know, like, I, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear, like, the things you shouldn't buy. And then, like, you know, I'm definitely going to trust, like, your top five picks. But <laughs> that would be helpful to me because I just can't. Like, some of these things, I know everyone tries to make them look cute and, like, style them in a good way. But I'm just looking at it thinking, like, there is not a cute way to style those crazy, crazy boots. And someone needs to tell me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think any of the denim is flattering. Like, I've I've bought, like, some Levi's and stuff from Nordstrom before, and I hate them. Like, honestly, they're just, they don't fit well, they don't make me feel good, or they don't, like, they flatter my body. So, you're not going to see me, like, wearing any of their jeans because, like, I am an Abercrombie 
all the way with my jeans right now. I feel like they have the best. I love their Curve Love line. Um, they go super high waist. They really, like, snatch you in. They look cute on your booty. And they have all, like, you know, the the mom jeans and the straight leg and kind of, like, all that, like, um, all those jean trends going on right now. And they are a little bit more pricey. Like, I know they're kind of, like, right under 100 bucks. They will go on sale um, sometimes. But that's worth it to me. And because those are, like, those will be the only pair of jeans that you wear, like, from now on. So I think if you're going to, like, splurge a little bit on some denim, definitely make it um, some Abercrombie jeans. As far as the other sections, um, I wasn't super impressed with anything for the men this year. I probably won't be buying anything from that. Um, the kids' sections are decent. Um, I think it's important to just focus on, like, nice school jackets, shoes, um, and their underwear is really nice quality. Um, like, just, like, the outfits are kind of overpriced for kids' clothes, so I really wouldn't, like, go too hard there. Um, and then when I looked at the home stuff, uh, I do have, like, one of the Nordstrom home blankets, and I think that's, like, might be on sale for, like, 20 or something like that, and I really do love it. It is my favorite blanket that I have down in my basement. Um, so as far as that, like, I didn't see anything crazy, or in the beauty, I didn't see any beauty products that I personally use, but, um... I think it is important to also think about, like, Christmas coming up or any gifts. Um, I remember last year there were, like, a few family members who wanted the Barefoot Dreams cardigan during the sale and had, like, uh, my mom hold it back for Christmas. So that is a good time for, like, those expensive, bigger-ticket items. Like, if you know there's something that someone wants for Christmas or you want it, um, it is a good time to get those items and then save them back. All right, going to wrap it up with the end sale, but I just really wanted to put in, like, my thoughts about it just from my experience, and, you know, I will say, like, it is a hustle and, like, major respect to, like, you know, all the ladies going into the dressing rooms and doing all the try-ons for us so we can see this stuff. Like, I understand it is, like, a grind and they're working really hard, but I think, like, as consumers, we also just need to keep in mind that this is their job and, like, they are doing it, you know, to earn that commission. Um, so just when you're buying, just like don't get too like, you know, overwhelmed just with feeling like you have to get everything they're showing because they're probably going to say the best things about everything that might not be true. So if you don't just like love it, have to have it, then, you know, it might be okay to pass. There will be more fall clothes like coming out in the fall. So just try to keep that in perspective and clothes that aren't from Nordstrom are going to be at a most of the time at a much lower price. And you can probably get, you know, a plain cream sweater on Amazon. Something new I did this year was, um, like, all this week, I've been linking Amazon dupes for popular Nordstrom sale things that are being shown by everyone. Um, So I think that's helpful for, like, some of us who don't want to spend as much money on, like, like, I don't really want to spend $50 on a graphic tee, like, you know, no thanks. So, you know, you can definitely get the $12.99 version from Target. So if you're interested in like a few dupes like that, I am linking them in my Instagram and I have a, and my like to know it, and I do have a highlight tab that is called in sale and you're going to see all the dupes there. And then once I shop and I get some of my things in, like I will share like truly what I love and then I'll also share some stuff if I hate it. So there's that. All right, let's move on into the Q&A segment. I got some questions from my Instagram stories that you asked, and I'm just going to answer, like, a few of them. Um, Okay, let's see here. 
Okay. Um, someone wants to know about uh, my breast augmentation journey in fillers. So this, okay, let's make this a whole, it's a whole own episode. Cause I could talk about this for like a really long time. Um, but just to, yeah, I do have a YouTube video that talks all about like the specifics and the doctor and the size and all of that, um, on my YouTube channel. But yes, I do have a breast augmentation. It's, um, I got them three years ago after I was done like nursing both my girls and stuff. Like my chest was just like sad looking and I was just like, I was like, I can't live like this. So <laughs> I had to get a little something, something done. And I have been so happy with that. Like fingers crossed. I haven't had any complications so far. And it, it was really, you know, positive thing that I feel like I gave myself after, you know, having those kids and like putting in that work because pregnancy is hard on your body. It's hard work and all the nursing. I was like, you know, I've earned this and this is my gift to myself. And I've, I've been really happy with it. And a couple years ago I did have, um, filler put into like my smile lines, but that's been it. Like I haven't, I haven't had Botox yet, but you know, I probably will at some point. Um, but I let my filler in my smile line dissolve, um, like a year ago. And, um, I just, you know, it, like my smile lines don't really bug me that much anymore. So I haven't gotten those redone. All right. So we, um, have someone that says like, what is your job? I'm a new follower. So first of all, I am like a stay at home mom. Um, I like, that is my main priority. Like just, I like to be in the home. I like to be with my kids and I'd like to like raise them. And I just like, that is really what makes me happy and like lights me up inside is just being able to spend time with them and, you know, keep things running as smoothly as I can in the home. Um, but, um, for the last three years I have kind of like been doing content creation or, you know, influencing like, I, or like blogging or whatever you want to say, but like I do Instagram and I do TikTok and that's kind of, I do make money like on my affiliate links when I do share stuff like from my like to know it. So like every time someone um, will swipe up and make a purchase through my link, I do get like a small commission. I think like, you know, like on an Amazon purchase, it might be like 20 cents <laughs> like for sale or whatever, but you know, like it can add up and it can be extra money. And I do appreciate when you do shop through my links. All right. Next question is what's your daily routine with kids? How do you balance everything? So right now it's summer, which I am so grateful for because as much as like, I love the kids going to school and getting some time to myself, like that is draining, like waking up, you know, at six in the morning and trying to like braid kids hair and everyone's screaming and like trying to get dressed and people's shoes don't fit right. And just that is like really stressful for every single morning. It just usually starts it off wrong. So I'm very grateful for this summer, which means kind of like a slower pace. And we don't usually have anywhere to be really early in the morning. So we've been sleeping in, which is so nice. I'll still get up kind of early, but it's kind of nice to like linger in bed and I'll like check my phone and, you know, write or talk to you guys in the DMs and, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I kind of like that leisurely morning time. Like, I like waking up when the sun's already up during the summer. Like, it's just kind of a nice break, a nice reset. So the kids will sleep in until, like, 8 or so, and then we'll all go downstairs. I'll have my coffee and fix them breakfast, and we'll kind of spend that time together before I kind of get started in what I want to work on for the day. And then um, we kind of set some 
you know, healthy time boundaries for different things for the summer. So, like, we'll make sure they're going outside, like, they're at least 30 minutes a day, um, having 30 minutes of reading time, doing, like, mostly, like, kind of free play time um, without screens. But then we'll do screen time because Lux, and my oldest, enjoys playing her video games. And, like, my youngest, she likes to watch princess movies. So we kind of just try to have a balance of doing different activities throughout the day. And those were just, like, on home days. So some days we'll, you know, go to one of our parents' pools or, you know, go to the park or, you know, do fun things. But just on our home days, we kind of, like, chill at home for most of the day and just do different activities. And then um, Corey, my husband, will come home, like, and then we'll have dinner together. And we'll kind of just, like, hang out and relax till bed. And we still have an early bedtime for the kids. Um, Not super early in the summer since it's hard to get them down when the sun's still up, but... It's probably, you know, 9.30 or so is, like, the deadline for, like, all right, everyone's got to be asleep. And the girls have been sleeping in the same room, which is kind of fun, which we don't allow that during the, you know, school year so they don't keep each other up all night. But uh, during the summer, it's just kind of fun to have, like, a little break and kind of have a more relaxed schedule. Okay, next question. It says, do you use a tripod when taking all those great shots of yourself you post? That is so nice. First of all, thank you. I'm glad you think they're great because that is probably, like, the thing I'm most insecure about or the thing I, like, like doing least is, like, actually taking the photos because I just don't feel like I'm, like, I've never been, like, any type of photographer or, and I'm, like, you guys, my phone is legit like four years old like I think I'm the only person trying to you know do Instagram that has an ancient phone um so yes I do use a tripod like uh, if we're somewhere like out in public or whatever Corey will take my photos if we're together but a lot of the time if I'm at home or like, when we were on, on our vacation in Nashville and, like, Corey was still getting ready, I I did set up the tripod and I just tried my hardest. It does get super frustrating, though. If you've ever tried to take photos of yourself, it is, like, the worst. I just picture that scene from the, um, what movie is it? Oh, of the Grinch, you know, where he's, like, hate, 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 loathe entirely. Like, that is me looking at my photos. I'm seriously, like, hate, 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 ew, why am I making that face? That looks disgusting. Ew, like, I just... I rip myself apart in the photo, so thank you so much for being nice and saying they're great, because <laughs> that's the part where I'm like, ah, like, it's just more frustrating for me. <laughs> but yes, I use a tripod. It's from Amazon. Um, so one of my favorite bloggers I like to follow, Whitney Rife, she was the one who showed this tripod, which has a Bluetooth clicker, which makes it super helpful when you're doing, like, family photos and stuff. Um, and I think it was, like, under $30, so that's the one I bought, and I've been really happy with it. All right, next question says, are you guys planning on having any more babies? So I'm going to say we're not planning on it. Um, So we are preventing it, let's say, um, but nothing's been permanently done yet because I feel like I didn't want to completely just take it off the table before I knew for sure. And I always knew I wanted at least two and we've, we've just been having like so much fun with the girls. And then now that they are both kind of getting independent and no one's in diapers, it's kind of a harder decision. Cause I'm like, do I want to start over with, you know, all of this again? Like, so, I mean, I'm going to say no, but we haven't, like, completely decided. I do have days where I'm like, oh, like, you know, what if we just had one more, you know, and try for a boy, but, you know, you can't pick and choose what you want. So, 
we'll we'll see but i mean it might be a, honestly it'd probably be a miracle if i don't get pregnant again i always say that because i'm just like like you know the first time we got pregnant and like it's like we had gotten pregnant with both the girls like one time if that makes sense so like obviously with lux like we had gotten pregnant but it was like one time that wasn't protected and then with thea it was like we said okay we're gonna try for you know a second baby so like she was planned and that first month we got pregnant the very first month and it was like that one like we saved it (laughs) we saved it up for that one you know time where i was ovulating and it worked so i honestly think if if for some reason like i forget my birth control or something happens like I think there's a chance that I could get pregnant, like, on accident again, which if that happens, you know, that would be fine, and that would be another blessing, and we would totally roll with it, but, you know, we're not, so I guess the long story short, we're we're not planning on it, but, you know, like, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm crying. So I didn't even pre-read these questions, so here you go. Sorry, mom. Okay, it says, you guys don't do butt stuff. <laughs> I was shocked when you were hesitant to show your hemorrhoid. Um, no, we don't. Like, like I guess, no. Um, I don't know how much I want to share on here right now or not. Um, so, I'm, I'm not going to say that we haven't, but, like, let, I'm just going to say that we, like, it's not something that's, like, that appeals to me, and, like, it's not something that I feel like I enjoy, so, no, like, it's not, like, on the rotation or anything, um, so, yeah, like, I, I'm not, af- I don't know, like, I'm not afraid to, like, show my butthole to him, let's say, like, if it's in, like, a good light, you know what I mean? Like, I, but, like, I don't want to show it in that kind of form, (laughs) because that's, like, the worst possible, imaginable form to, like, see a butthole is, like, with a hemorrhoid on it. So, yeah, like, I, like, because we do try to, like, keep some mystery there and not be gross, so, like, I was kind of embarrassed to, like, show him, but I was in so much pain, like, I had to, like, like, be, like, can you look at it? Like, what's wrong? You know, like, that one time, but on the norm, no, like, we don't, like, I'm not gonna, like, show him my butt if something's wrong. But thankfully that hasn't came back. That was just like an end of a pregnancy, like weird thing that happened to me. And like, fingers crossed it doesn't come back. Moving on from that. Um, what is the worst part about being married? (sighs) I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Corey's great. I, I know I'm always bragging on him on here and it's not just because he listens to it. But he really is, and I swear life is so much better being married. Like, I can think of so many things that would be worse if I was not married. Um, But I think trying, for me, it's really hard for me to compromise on anything. I feel like I'm kind of like a a strong-willed person. Yeah? Uh, What did you do with my um, small little flashlight? I'm not sure. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? You can say hi. Lux just entered the closet. Lux, can you tell everyone hi? Hi. <laughs> I'm not sure what your flashlight is. I'm doing some questions right now. Go ask Dad, okay? Remember that little silver one? Dad hasn't even been in my room. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I'll help you after I'm done, okay? 
Thank you. Bye Love bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. Looks like Dad's going to have to help that one. Um, what was I saying? Oh, just like I'm like a strong-willed person, and it's challenging for me to compromise on anything. So I think like when you're married, just like knowing that someone – learning that someone else, you're not sharing your life with someone and they do things, they do their life a completely different way than you do. And just kind of meshing those together and realizing it can't always be like my way or the highway. So I, and Corey's easy and he's, he's an easy going, easy to get along with guy. So that's, he'd have to be like, honestly, anyone that's with me would have to be kind of like easy going because I'm kind of high strung and controlling, honestly. So, I mean, you could probably ask him that and he'll have like a ton of answers for the worst thing. But for me, it's not much, but I think just like trying to, you know, compromise on that and just like living with someone in general. Like, I feel like I'm someone who likes my own personal space and it's like hard for me to like share a closet with someone else and just, you know, just being that close, like living together, people are going to do different things or doing life different ways than you are and just compromising and not like freaking out over every single little thing. All right. Favorite vacation spot. So let's see. I feel like I never like my vacations I turn them into the most, like, stressful, planned out, time-consuming experiences, like, imaginable. So, like, I don't know how to, like, go somewhere and, like, relax because I will jam-pack the schedule. I will make sure we're going to all the top restaurants. I'll make sure we have reservations. I'm going to make sure we're going to do every single, like, activity. Like, it's kind of stressful to go anywhere with me. So, <laughs> I mean, it like, the most, like, relaxing, re- relaxing vacation I think is going to just like, I like to drive. So I'm, I just think the flights give me anxiety. So I do like to drive to the beach, like, and have like a full house. So like our favorite spot that we always used to go to when we were growing up was Gulf Shores, Alabama. And so I feel like that is still special to me. So now like the orange beach area is right there. It's all kind of the same. And that's really been built up. And it's a good mix of touristy as in like the restaurants are fun. There's enough to do. There's activities, like there's rides, there's mini golf, there's all that. But then you're also going to have some like nice natural dunes and beaches and a lot of the original restaurants that we went to like 30 years ago, like it's not 30, but like, you know, 20 years ago, there, a lot of them are still there, which is nice. So we love that. But then also like, so like if I had the kids, that would be the trip or Disney. Like I'm a Disney adult. I, we went to Disney World a ton growing up and it's just like, I, I would go there by myself. It's so magical. And I just like love all the characters. I like the Mickey waffles are just the best. Like that is my favorite breakfast at Disney World. Like, so that or Disney World, if I'm with the kids. Now, if, if I'm by myself, like take me to Vegas because Vegas is my spirit animal. I love Vegas so much. Like, and it's, it's kind of ironic because I don't gamble. <laughs> That's like kind of like most of the point of Vegas. Um, I don't like to gamble. It's not fun for me, but um, I just love the energy there. And you know what I love about Vegas too, is I feel like you can wear whatever you want and no one's going to look at you sideways. Like it's, it feels kind of like a judgment free zone. So I feel like I can wear like a feathered hot pink sequin crazy dress and it just fits in. It's just normal there. Like, and I'm just like, I feel like I can be myself there and be crazy and like wear all the costumes. I can't wear back like home at like my, you know, small hometown <laughs> and that's really fun. And then also like, I do love to dance like out in, out in the clubs, you know, like, that's really fun for me. I just, like, love 
you know, listening to fun songs. I love to get up and dance and just, like, feel, like, carefree for a few hours. So I love Vegas. So, like, you know, like, a long weekend there would be, like, a perfect vacation for me, like, if I'm going without the kids. All right, next question is, how was the adjustment from one child to two? It was way harder than I thought. Um, I, like, I felt outnumbered, and I actually had some weird, like, postpartum, I don't know if it was postpartum depression. It was some postpartum something, because I remember having all of these, like, really, like, intrusive thoughts, negative feelings, and I remember crying. I remember being so frustrated, like, with my oldest because, she, you know, she would just be trying to get my attention and be like, mom, mom, and jumping. And I, I remember, like, snapping at her and being like, stop jumping around the baby, you know, like, and I I just like, knew I was hurting her feelings. And I just couldn't help it. Like, I don't know. It just, it was a hard time going from one to two. And um, by the time I had the second, um, Corey had worked, it was working two jobs. Like, he was gone at nights and, like, every single day on the weekends, on the holidays, and just, like, me being with a baby and a toddler by myself all day, every day, it was hard and it was stressful. And, like, things weren't fun anymore. Like, going to Target was hard. Like, having a baby, like, in, you know, the ergo carrier and then having a toddler trying to hold their hands across traffic. I just remember being, like, things that used to be fun aren't fun anymore, and I felt trapped in my house. So there was a few months there where I was just, like, this sucks. Like, I just felt, I didn't really, like, feel happy, you know? Um, so I think the one to two was a lot harder, because I think which is, like, the one. Yeah, it was, like, a huge life change, but I don't know. Maybe I was just in so much shock that I just, like, handled, handled it better than I was expecting, but I think I had, like, I think I thought that I was going to have that second, and then we were just going to, like, go back to, like, living life, and I think I was kind of thrown off by my weird, like, postpartum feelings and just feeling kind of, like, overwhelmed and outnumbered by, like, the children. And then, um, question that goes along with it, how did Lux handle things when you came home with Thea? Lux was great. Like, she has never, that's why I felt bad, like, you know, snapping at her and being frustrated with her is because she's never been anything but, like, so loving to Thea, even when she was a baby, and she was so helpful. Like, she was, she was three and a half at that point, so she was and she's always been a smart girl, so she could, like, you could reason with her, and she was helpful. Like, it was kind of at that point where I could be like, hey, like, can you go grab mom, like, the pack of wipes from upstairs? And she would do it, and she was really helpful, and she just, like, loved her baby sister, which that was just, like, really, really special. I mean, I think she might have, like, acted out in a few ways that were odd. Um, so maybe it had to do with, you know, just needing more attention. Um, so, like, I think, like, she wrote her name, like, in green Sharpie in our, like, custom Amish cabinets <laughs> or something. Like, there was a few times where I was just, like, you know better than this. Why would you do this? But, like, I kind of knew it was probably just stemming from that change. And then I think, like, when we could kind of see some of her, like, negative reactions, like, lashing out, I think that was kind of just, like, a sign for us to be, like, okay, like, I think Lux needs, like, a one-on-one date. And, like, then, like, we would, you know, me and her would go, like, to Wendy's and just get Frosties or just do something simple. Or, like, Corey would go to the movies with her or we try to, like, make sure we're still having our one-on-one time with her doing, like, big girl stuff without the baby. All right. This one says how to spice it up in the bedroom after so many years in, um, this question asker has 
no kids yet. Um, and then there's also some another question that says how to keep sex life spicy after being together for so long and kids. So, I I actually kind of felt like I covered a lot of good information in my um, keeping the spark alive podcast episode, which I believe was number three. If you like, um, I felt like I kind of maybe I didn't go specific enough in that one, but. Um, I'd say, like, go back and listen to that episode because I really feel like I have some good insights there. And if, like, you guys want to hear, like, kind of more about, you know, like, the nitty-gritty details and stuff like that, um, I can do a whole episode, like, a little bit more dedicated to that. Just, like, let me know if that'd be something you are interested in. All right, so this question says, words of encouragement for trying to get pregnant. I've been to the doctor already. <sighs> for what, first, like, I'm, I'm really sorry you're going through that and... I always, like, feel for those, um, ladies who are going through that, and I feel like it's hard because I feel like I never have, like, the right thing to say, you know, for that. Um, I don't feel like, I know it's probably annoying hearing, like, oh, like, you know, God's timing, and, you know, it, it's hard when you're going through the thing, and that, that's not really what you want to hear, um, but, you know, whenever I, I feel like, you know, I really want something really bad, and I feel like it's my time for something, I tried. I do try to like go back in you know the Bible and look up scriptures that um, are specifically for what I'm dealing with at the time. So you know, I'd say like find some good scriptures to really like hang on to and pray over those. And like I truly believe like even if it's not like the exact timing and the exact way you think it will happen, I. I truly believe that God will bless you and your family, you know, if you're, like, obedient to his word, if you, you know, keep the faith throughout any trials in life. All right, next question is, what is your average screen, screen daily time? How many hours are dedicated to influencing? <laughs> so, um... Guys, I don't know. I turned off my screen time because I just didn't want to know. <laughs> I was like, out of here with that negativity. I don't want to know. But, um, gosh, I mean, it's off and on all day. So, I wake up and the first thing I do is I check my phone. Like, I um, I will say, like, I don't... I had a... I did have to cut down my screen time. So, what... The way I cut down is I quit viewing, like, other people's content so much um, I thought, you know, if I'm going to be on here, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to post what I need to post or what I feel like posting. And then I'm going to like talk to my friends on here and then I'm going to get off. And so I don't do like a lot of just like scrolling, going down like rabbit holes anymore like I used to. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably like, I, oh, I don't know. See, I hate to estimate it, but I would say probably like five solid hours of screen time a day. Like, I'm just, that's kind of, like, an estimate. Um, not straight, so it's, like, it's gonna be off and on a little bit in the morning, and I always, like, do stuff on my phone, like, right before I go to bed, but I definitely have, like, you know, a 10-hour window of time when I'm sleeping where it's, like, no phone, and I just, like, rest, but the, the rest of the day, it's kind of, like, on and off. I do try to, like, put it down, especially when I'm with the kids and stuff. Like, sometimes they know, like, I'm going to be, like, working on a collage of, you know, gift ideas for something, and I'll be in the same room with them, and they're watching a show, and we're going to be together, 
like and sitting together cuddling, but I'm also like kind of making creating something on my phone. So they kind of know that's like part of what I do now, and so they're fine with it. And then I always make sure like if I'm on date night or if me and Corey are having dinner together or something like that, I always make sure I also put it up for those times. Or when we're visiting with friends and family, I also obviously try to like not be on my phone. So I kind of leave that phone time for times when I'm alone and just as like a healthy break sometimes like we'll go outside for a walk and I'll just leave the phone at home just because I'm like I need to get away from this for a little bit and I just need to like look at the trees without taking a video of the trees you know (laughs) so I think just like if someone else is like struggling with screen time I'd say like just try to find that good balance of getting what you need to get done done and then being able to like check out All right, last question, and it says, advice for college girls looking for love and a happy relationship. I love these questions because, you know, it's it's easier to give advice when you're not the one going through it. Um, Okay, so looking for love. Okay, I'm going to say the answer is to not be looking for it. I think, okay, so I think it's important to have your standards. I think I think you're already like halfway there knowing you want a happy loving relationship. Like that's half the battle because I feel like in my life I've always struggled like with wanting the unhealthy relationships or wanting like, you know, like I feel like I gravitate towards bad guys or people that like treat me bad. So I'm glad that you want a happy relationship. So that's half the battle. So at least you know, like, you know the kind of man you're looking for. Um, And so now that you can kind of, like, picture that person and you kind of – I think it's important to kind of have boxes that they check off. I mean, these potential people that you meet might not check off every single box, but I think it's important to have super high standards and have a good idea of what you want and, like, most importantly, know how you want and deserve to be treated and I think if and if you have all these high standards for a man, I think you really like need to reciprocate that energy yourself because I feel like my mom always said something like this, but it's something like you're going to get like what you are or like, you know, you're going to get someone on your level. So if you're ex- if you are expecting someone, you know, who's has a you know a good job, who you know, has a good relationship with God, who, you know, it has their head on straight, who's a nice person, who takes care of themselves, who's healthy. It's like, I think it's important to also be those things yourself because you're going to like get what energy you're giving out. So like, if you're wanting like a nice, healthy relationship guy, like, you know, make sure you're giving off those like healthy relationship girl vibes, I think too. But also without giving off the I want a relationship vibes. I think that's important. I think if I had to like, you know, go through college being single, I would really honestly focus on myself because I feel like the best relationships fall into your lap when you're not looking for them and you're not expecting them. I think you need to be like, you know, like, first of all, like focus on yourself. So like, just be, you know, living your best life, like do what you need to do in terms of, you know, whatever career you're doing, whatever like you said, you're in college, like whatever education, like focus on that first, you know, 
have do fun experiences with like your friends also like have a i think it's important to have a lot of guy friends you know uh make sure you just have like a circle of like positive people who are going to be a good influence on you who you have fun around who like make you feel like the best version of yourself and um and then I think you'll know, like, I honestly think like a good relationship happens when you're least expecting it, when you're feeling confident. And then like, once you kind of get one of those leads, like where you feel like something may be happening, you're talking to someone. I think like, that's when you, you kind of like, unfortunately, I feel like games never end and you kind of have to play a little hard to get. Like, I think that's what I would do, like going into it. Like I wouldn't, you know, be super available. I would make sure, you know, I was always doing something. I wouldn't say yes to every single, you know, date offer and make sure these guys are taking you on proper dates. Make sure they're not just texting you at 3 a.m. being like, what up, you know, like you up, like all that kind of stuff. Like if you're wanting a healthy relationship, make sure you're seeing any kind of red flags like these guys are giving off and like steer clear of those types and like really like wait it out for someone that you know is, you know, going to be good for you. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Um, I appreciate you so much for listening. I think this is so fun. I just really love talking to you and like really, 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 just really just going, just going in depth on topics like more than you can on Instagram because you get cutoffs from stories so fast. Um, so thank you so much for all your super kind reviews. Like it does make my day when I get to read through those and see all the nice things you say. Like I always say it, but you guys are like my best friends. I look forward to talking with you every single day on Instagram and it's like truly like the most fun you guys are like my girl my girls this is where i get my girl time my friend time since i don't you know hang out with the people in real life usually um so and so yeah if you like screenshot this episode and you know share it on your instagram story i always repost those um and that helps me that helps more people be able to listen to the podcast and like see it so i do appreciate that so much thanks for listening and i'm always open to um topics you want me to cover just let me know and i will talk about whatever you want to talk about Thanks, guys, and I will talk to you back on here again next week.